Hello and welcome to What The Bump. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse who oddly enough has no kids, yet a huge passion for informing and empowering women on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me every week as we dive in to all things prenatal, postnatal, birth, and so much more. So let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of What The Bump. I am solo podcasting today, just to change it up a little bit. And we're really quickly just gonna talk about the copper IUD. So the copper IUD or the copper interuterine device is also called Paragard. That's like the brand name of the one that you're probably going to get. I don't know if there's any other ones on the market, but it is a very small IUD. It's 100% hormone free, which is why we're talking about it and what kind of sets it apart from other forms of birth control like the pill or other IUDs are all going to have hormones in them. The copper IUD or Paragard is 100% hormone free. And it does claim to be over 99% effective at preventing pregnancy. So how does the copper IUD work? It works by using only one ingredient in it that is actually active. And that is copper, of course, because it's copper IUD instead of hormones. And sperm do not like copper. Copper is a natural spermicide. The copper IUD actually excretes copper ions. Now the copper ions produce an inflammatory response that basically impair sperm motility, making it harder for the sperm to swim and move, which in turn kind of impairs the fertilization of the actual egg. This actually can be also used as like an emergency contraception for after you already have sex to impair the sperm also. Once in place, the copper IUD can prevent pregnancy continuously for up to 10 years. And I have heard of some people even saying that it has been left in for 12 years and been fine, but I'm pretty sure that they actually just say 10 years. It is made of a soft, flexible plastic, just like most IUDs are. And then on the wings of it, I think it's the wings and the stem. It literally looks like a T. If you imagine like a little thin plastic T and then it has copper, like thin copper wire wrapped around the arms of it, like the the two little stems of the T and then also along the like entire stem part of the T. So just picture a T wrapped in copper wire, I guess you could say. And it's super small. And like I said, 99% effective. And when we're comparing the effectiveness of the copper IUD to other birth control methods, a couple to kind of think about like condoms, they say are about 85% effective. Shots like birth control shots like the um, depot shot are going to be about 94% effective. And then the pill, the patch, and the vaginal ring, this obviously is going to vary a little bit, but those can be anywhere from like 91% effective to 98% effective. So when comparing them, I mean, the copper IUD is very effective. They say 99%. Insertion of the copper IUD is the same really for any IUD. It is normally covered by insurance. Of course, this is going to depend on your insurance and kind of your provider and everything. But from my personal experience, I can tell you that they do like to put in the IUD while you're on your cycle. They don't need to. I didn't have mine put in on my cycle. I have had this copper ID. Let me just preface that before I dive into this podcast. I have had the copper ID. So they like to insert it on your period just because your cervix can be slightly more open and it just can be a little bit easier and less painful. However, that's not a requirement. Insertion is very, very quick. They, it just goes up. It's kind of like a vaginal exam, goes up, it expands in your, in your uterus where it sits and it just kind of sits there. Immediately after insertion, the most common side effects are going to be nausea, pain, cramping, and sometimes people have been known to faint after getting it inserted. That has nothing to do with the copper IUD. That's going to be any IUD. And I will say, speaking from my own personal experience, I experienced all of those. I, um, it hurt. And some people say it's absolutely pain-free. 
but it depends on you. Um, I blacked out on the table and I almost fainted, but any idea would have done that to me. I just didn't have the best experience with the insertion. Otherwise, it's pretty quick. The cramping does subside normally within a few hours and you really don't notice it much after that. There will be strings that are left hanging slightly out, not out of your vagina, but more so out of your cervix. And your physician, your OB, your um, midwife will tell you to check those strings. So I was instructed after I got my IUD inserted to actually check the strings at least weekly and I did that basically they said to do it on the toilet or in the shower you basically insert your fingers up your vagina and you should be able to feel those strings why did they want you to do that because with any intrauterine device there is always a chance for the IUD to become dislodged or to basically move and by you checking the strings and kind of becoming familiar with how long the strings are and where they sit um, you are able to tell if, if it becomes dislodged because, you know, if you don't check it for months and then you go to check your strings and they're not there, well, your IUD is probably not in the right spot that it's supposed to be. Whereas if you're checking it every week, you can catch very early on if it does move or shift. So that's kind of the insertion and everything of the IUD. Now, after you have it inserted, let's talk about side effects. And I'm going to go over kind of more common side effects and then ones that are not so common. And I guess you could say are more subjective side effects. So very common, scientifically proven, many, many women experience these side effects are going to be a heavier period and sometimes a longer period, more so heavier. I will say a lot of women do experience much heavier periods while they have the copper IUD in place. A lot of women also report more painful periods with the copper IUD in place. A lot of people say that the painful periods do subside after having the copper IUD in place for a few months, a few cycles, but that is a very common side effects, heavier and more painful periods. Spotting in between periods is also common with the copper IUD. I believe a lot of IUDs cause that, but I know that it is pretty common with the copper IUD. Ones that might not be so common but aren't unheard of is going to be anemia, which would be like a, a low blood count, low iron, backache, irregular menstrual cycles, also called dysmenorrhea, complete or pa- partial expulsion. So like I said, that's why you want to check those strings. You can technically have an expulsion of an IUD, which is basically where the IUD falls out. And like I did talk about, it can move, it can shift in there. So that can be a side effect of having an IUD. Not very common though. Prolonged menstrual flow, like I said, longer periods, pain and cramping. Also vaginitis is a side effect that sometimes is correlated, which is just a infection in the vagina. So now let's talk about a few of the more rare side effects, mainly honestly, one big one, and that is copper toxicity. So this is more rare. This is not something that you're going to Google or see on the side of the pamphlet of the copper IUD. Like you will see the other ones that I talked about. You will see that on even on the Paragard copper IUD website, you will see those other side effects I talked about. Copper toxicity, however, is not talked about. It's not something that you're easily going to be able to research or you know hear about about the copper IUD because it's not necessarily medically proven. There's not many studies that have been done on this, But a lot of people will say that copper poisoning can happen through the copper IUD. So copper toxicity, any toxicity is basically having too much of something in your body to where it's causing you harm and it's becoming toxic. So a majority of the women women using this IUD will not report this, will not have problems associated with copper toxicity. However, it can happen. And common symptoms of this are going to be headaches, fever, fainting, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal pain. So like I said, this is rare, 
but I want you to be aware of the signs and symptoms to look for if you do have a copper IUD because just because it's rare does not mean that it does not happen. So another huge thing that goes along with copper toxicity besides those actual like physical symptoms of the you know nausea, vomiting, dark stools, abdominal pain, a lot of women do think that the copper IUD when it causes copper toxicity causes a lot of neurological issues. So I have heard women report severe depression, suicidal thoughts, anger, neurological impairment, brain fog, etc. So um, I, I had a copper IUD. I did not have it long. I maybe had it for three months. And I'm not going to let that make me biased towards the copper IUD because I truly do think it's a great form of birth control if you want to abort hormones. We all know that long-term hormonal birth control is not good for you. It's just not. It's, they're synthetic hormones. They can mess up your menstrual cycle really long-term and they can cause a lot of other complications that I'm not going to dive into on this podcast, maybe another day. But long-term hormonal birth control is not the best option for you. If you think that you're a good candidate for the copper IUD, I will tell you about my experience with it and share some other people's and obviously just try to give you the most unbiased information. That way you can make your own educated decision. But I joined many Facebook groups when I got the copper IUD because I just didn't feel good on it. I had a lot of, lot of, a lot of cramping. I had a really irregular cycle, but I had that before. So my irregular cycle was not from the copper IUD. However, I had a lot of bloating with it. I felt very angry and I felt, I felt a lot of mood changes. Honestly, I swore for the longest time my doctor put the wrong IUD in because as we all know with hormonal birth control, you can get a lot of mood changes. It's their hormones and it does cause some people to be really irritable. So I thought, oh my gosh, my doctor put in the wrong IUD. She gave me a hormonal IUD because I'm angry. I was depressed. I didn't feel good and I had no sex drive. I mean, I swore she put in the wrong one. So I joined a bunch of Facebook groups and you can look this up on Facebook yourself, but talking about the copper IUD. And a lot of women had experienced these same side effects that I was, and a lot of them related back to copper toxicity. And I will never forget one woman in one of these Facebook groups, and I don't say this to stick care anybody, but a mom posted in the Facebook group that her da- daughter had committed suicide. And she said that her daughter had the copper IUD put in, and within about, I think she said maybe a year or two years, she was acting completely different. She, you know, was super depressed. She was having suicidal ideations and just having a ton of mental and emotional struggles and issues. And they didn't know why they couldn't figure it out. The girl ended up committing suicide. And upon her autopsy, her mom requested that they did a hair um, mineral analysis with like heavy metals and everything like that. And her copper level on her autopsy actually came back severely high, high enough to cause these mental and neurological issues that she was having, such as depression and anger and suicidal thoughts, all because her copper was super high. So of course I read that and I won't lie to you, it scared me and I got my IUD removed. I'm being transparent here, but I just want to inform you of those things. I mean, a lot of women don't have any issues with the copper IUD, but some do. So all of that to say, if this is a birth control route that you want to look into, just be educated and aware of these. If you feel like any of these symptoms are creeping up, even the other side effects like a long period or a painful period, or you start to feel like you're becoming depressed or irritable or angry, education is key. So know these side effects, that way you can take action. Or if you want to get the copper ID and you feel great, then more power to you. You know, like I said, this is a rare, rare side effect, at least right now in medical literature, it's, it's, it's basically rare and not proven they there's been many studies on this and they have not found a huge correlation or evidence between the copper IUD and copper toxicity 
However, there are a lot of lawsuits out there against Paragard because of this. So I will link in the show notes of this a a link to a website called medtruth.com. And there's a specific page on it where patients share their testimonies with all different medications and specifically the copper IUD and the neurological impacts of the copper IUD. So you can read up on these patient stories yourself and decide if you want to believe that the copper IUD causes copper toxicity or not. But evidence from available medical literature, like I said, does not suggest that the IUD causes copper toxicity. There's not been substantial evidence or studies done on the connection between Paragard and copper toxicity, but most people will reference the exact same study done in 1980 by Dr. Not even going to try to pronounce his name, uh, something Prima, Dr. Prima. And they looked at copper and the amount of copper in people's bodies who wore the copper IUDs for two years, and they did not find a substantial correlation between increased copper in these women who had the pear garden for two years. Moving off of copper toxicity, who is somebody who should not get the copper IUD? So there are some contraindications. Anybody with liver disease, thyroid issues, lymphoma, hepatitis, anemia, leukemia, rheumatoid arthritis are technically advised to think of other routes of birth control prior to the copper IUD because they do say that those people who have those diseases already can be at an increased risk for copper poisoning from the copper IUD. Now I will say personally after I had my IUD removed I did have a lot less cramping. I did have a lot less bloating. I do not think that I had copper toxicity whatsoever because my mood swings I guess you would say. Some of the depression I had and the anger I had was not related to my IUD. It was solely related to So many changes in my life that were going on, which is a different story for a different day. But I was at a really high stress job. I was very young, in a new city, newly married, had no family and no friends. So those are the cause of my mood disorders, not my copper IUD. Another important thing to touch on is going to be safety information. And this literally is generic safety information, you guys, that I pulled off of Paragard's website. So this is nothing special. This is nothing I researched. So with the copper IUD, there is a slight increased risk for PID or pelvic inflammatory disease. That is an infection of the uterus that requires medical attention. They say not to use Paragard if you have a pelvic infection or any certain cancers, copper allergy, Wilson's disease, or pelvic inflammatory disease. And I did read up on why they think Paragard is linked to pelvic inflammatory disease. And basically they say that at the insertion, there can be some bacteria that can be inserted along with the IUD. And usually they see the infection within the first month and that's how you get the pelvic inflammatory disease basically. And I don't think that's linked necessarily to Paragard. I would assume that that would be for any IUD because it was solely talking about the fact that there can be bacteria inserted with the insertion of an IUD. Obviously it's going into your uterus so that can cause a uterine infection. I would assume that's for any IUD. Another important safety information was that there is a small risk for dislodging or perforation of the uterus with any IUD. And I touched on that earlier. That's why they tell you to check those strings. Now, when you check them, you don't pull on them. You don't move them. Obviously, talk to your OB or whoever inserts your IUD on how you should care for it. But that's what I was told. And there is a risk that an IUD can dislodge. It can move and it can perforate the uterus. Extremely rare, but perforating the uterus would basically mean that your IUD like poked a hole in the side of your uterus. And dislodging means that it just moved. It was not in the place that it was supposed to be. Now this is how it's it's 99% effective, but that 1% who get pregnant with the copper ID, a lot of times it may be that it got dislodged, that it got moved and it wasn't in the place where it was supposed to be, so it didn't do its job like it was supposed to do and you got pregnant. 
I have heard extremely rare cases of perforation where, you know, the IUD pokes through the uterus and then it can actually migrate to other parts of the body. Again, extremely rare. And that's going to be a risk with any IUD. And these are such minute, small risks. The Paragard IUD and any IUD does not protect against HIV or STDs. So I'm sure a lot of you guys know that it's pretty common sense, but just know that no no birth control pill, no IUD, none of this. This is not going to protect from any HIV or STDs. So now let's talk about IUD removal. IUD removal is pretty easy, pretty simple. It can be taken out whenever you want. All you have to do is set an appointment with your practitioner. And like I said, I'm in all these Facebook groups for the copper IUD. I have been since I had mine. And I know that a lot of women did get pushback from their OBGYNs or their midwives when wanting to get the IUD removed. I would see many posts on there of women saying, you know, I feel like I'm having all these symptoms and and my OB won't remove my IUD. She keeps saying that it's not the IUD, that, you know, it's it must be something else because that copper IUD does not cause these issues. And I just want to say off the bat, if you ever want your IUD removed because you think that you're having symptoms or because you just simply want it removed and your provider tells you they won't remove it, don't take that as an answer because at the end of the day, you are the boss of your healthcare and they need to, I mean, you're, you're in charge, you're in charge. So if a provider tells you they will not remove your copper IUD and dismisses the symptoms that you think are being caused by that, go somewhere else, get a new provider because that is not okay. And that's not right. You should be able to get your copper IUD removed whenever you want, period. End of story. Doesn't matter the reason you should be able to get it removed whenever you want. And I will say, I definitely got questioned when I got mine out Um, My doctor tried to suggest other forms of birth control, yada, yada, yada. And at the end of the day, though, I mean, she was 100% fine with taking it out and she removed it. Now, talking about actual removal, very quick, very, very quick. It literally takes, I mean, I think it took her five seconds. It's basically kind of like a pelvic exam, almost like you're getting a pap smear, except they grab those strings that you were feeling to make sure it stayed in place. And they just simply give them a light, slow, gentle tug. And the arms of the T kind of fold up and it becomes like a stick and then it just slides out of the cervix and out of the vagina. You sometimes feel one immediate quick cramp as it comes out. But let me tell you what, the removal was 1000 times easier than the insertion. It was such a quick, quick procedure. Like I said, gently pulling the strings, slips out with minimal discomfort and it should not affect your long-term hormones like regular birth control does. So the IUD is kind of more, you know, it might take a little bit for your body to regulate, but it is more of an immediate like removal of the birth control, if you will, I guess you could say. Whereas like hormonal birth control or the pill, sometimes getting off, it might take your body a little bit to regulate because it had those hormones in there. The copper IUD usually doesn't impact hormones. So it is a very quick and effective way to have birth control, but not affect you long-term. And please never try to remove your IUD at home. I did see that a lot in some of these Facebook groups that I was a part of, of girls removing their IUDs at home, like they were checking their strings and they would just remove the IUD themselves. I highly, 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 highly recommend not doing that. That is not safe. Please call your provider if you want your IUD removed. And of course, I love evidence and I love science. So we're going to talk really quickly about a few studies with the copper IUD. So this specific first study, and again, I will link these also in the show notes of this, but this study involved about 1,947 people and they were all first time copper IUD users and they followed them over a period of one year. Within the one year, 
roughly 40% of women reported increased menstrual pain at just nine weeks of having the IUD in. 67% of them reported heavier periods at nine weeks of having the IUD in. And then let's look at them again at 39 weeks of having the IUD in. Only 33% still reported having increased menstruation and only 49% still reported having heavier periods at the 39 week mark. So that's, I mean, basically that all that is saying is that the symptoms that women experienced as such as, you know, the menstrual pain and the increased heavier periods did subside 40% down to 33% and then 67% of women reported heavier periods and 49%. So it definitely still is extremely common. Like I said, I mean, over, over 50% of women basically experience menstrual pain and heavier periods throughout having the copper IUD. However, with time, it does get slightly better. Now, this next study looks more so at the effects of the copper IUD, and they tested rats, and they basically put copper IUD fragments into the uterine horns of female rats for 26 weeks. They tested the copper at 20, 40, and 60 times the clinical dosage to study if under severe conditions they would become copper toxic. They basically measured a ton of stuff on the rats, the body weight, they measured their organs, like how efficient they were running, their tissue reactions. That was all performed throughout the study of the rats having the copper IUD fragments inside of them. Now the results of this study, the body weight of the rats increased during the 26 period week period time, which was normal. They expected the weight to increase. I think that they were using, it didn't say, but I think they were using younger rats. So they were expecting, yeah, it says that they were, the rats were equivalent to a 16 year old human. So weight increase we would expect throughout the 26 weeks. The examinations and the organ examinations of the uterus and other major organs indicated that there was no obvious systemic or local impairment from the copper IUD fragments. They also ran blood tests for the hepatic and renal functions and they maintained, remained normal. So basically this study just is saying that copper toxicity has not been proven. And like I said, you guys, there's not been many studies on this. It's kind of hard to study. And the one that they did with rats at 20, 40, and 60 times the clinical dosage of copper in their uterine horns did show that there was no confirmed obvious impairment. And that's really all I have to say on the copper IUD. I don't want to sound like I'm against it just because I had it and had it removed, you know, shortly after. I do think it is a great form of hormone-free birth control. And I know for many women who are trying to prevent pregnancy, I mean, let's be real, being persistent with a condom is really hard to do. And so if you are really trying to prevent pregnancy and you do want to avoid, you know, hormonal, hormonal birth control, you don't want to mess with your hormones long-term, this is a great alternative. I would highly recommend that you go back a few episodes ago and you listen to a podcast that I did on BBT, basal body temperature tracking, to track your cycle. That is also another amazing way to prevent pregnancy if you want to avoid birth control altogether. But like I said, this is not a bad alternative. It really isn't. I mean, if hormonal birth control works for you, that's great. But for a lot of people, it doesn't. And if birth control is something you need to be on that you feel like is the best option for you right now, this is a great alternative. I just always want to, of course, educate you on the side effects, educate you on some complications that can arise with these forms of birth control. That way you're just the number one advocate for your own healthcare because that's truly what I care about is that you can advocate for yourself because I can tell you right now that a lot of times when it comes to medicine, there's just a lot always changing and always happening. So you do really have to be your own provider. You do have to be your own doctor. 
and your own number one advocate. So that is all I'm trying to empower you to do. If you have any questions about this, the copper IUD or anything like that, you can always reach out to me at what the bump podcast on Instagram, and I will see you guys next Monday. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and I will see you next week to talk more about the bump. And of course, I know you all probably know this, but I have to add it in. I make every effort to broadcast correct information through this podcast, but I am still learning so much. So I am in no way providing medical advice through this podcast, just sharing the things that myself and others have experienced or learned. Make sure to consult your physician before taking anything from this podcast and changing your health. This applies to any guests or contributors that I also have on this podcast. Thank you. And I will see you next week.